guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. Hi, everybody. I'm back again. Whether you liked last week or not, I'm back. So there you go. All right. Well, thanks. So I'm here for round two of the series that I accidentally quickly made up a title called God the Who, Not the Band. Okay, we already said that last week. So, Not the Band. And it's a two-week series on the Trinity. (laughs) Isn't that funny? I don't know. I don't know. I was just sitting there by myself. I'm like, (laughs) I feel like it should have been three weeks. (laughs) Anyways, but it's two weeks. And so here we are. Um, last week we talked about God, the who, God, the father. Um, so who was here last week? Yes. All right. Thank you for, thank you for coming last week. Um, so this week we are going to be talking about God, the Holy Spirit. I know we kind of jumped over the sun. Um, that was kind of a little bit on purpose because I feel like of all of the people of the Trinity, the Godhead, then most people know about the Son. So um, I'm going to pray real quick because um, I'm speaking on the on the Holy Spirit tonight, and it literally is going to be up to Him. So <clears throat> I'm going to pray real quick. Also, I got this weird like phlegm situation happening, so just love me past all of that. Um, if I keep like clearing my throat. All right, Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this opportunity. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will speak through me, that it will be something that they have never heard before, there will be refreshers, there will be new things, and that by the end of tonight, they will be hearing you more clearly or have more tools to be able to walk away and be able to hear you clearer from now on. Um, I pray also for my own heart that if there is any sin between you and me, that you will expose that immediately and I will be able to get it right with you because I don't want that between us so that I can hear you clearly. I love you. I want to honor your word, and I want to bless these kids and the students and all of the adults here. Um, May this be a time that is refreshing, revealing, and drawing us closer to you. Amen. Amen. Okay. So um, I actually, I, I shared a little bit last week, I had no idea that God actually still talked to people nowadays. Um, I was raised in a very, very traditional, um, what they call legalistic church. Um, I love the entire body of Christ now. I appreciate all the different denominations. They have their gifts and their, it's just, it's beautiful. But how I was raised was a little bit, I would say, not biblical in some areas. Um, One of the things that they would teach us is that, oh, my phone shut off, is that, um, that God did not speak anymore because the Bible, that's all we needed. And yes, you have to know the word. <laughs> I, I mean that because if you don't know the word, the Bible, thank you. I appreciate that. And I keep coughing. It'll be here for me. Thank you. Um, if you don't know the word, sometimes things sound like the word that are not truth. And so we have to know the word so that when we hear from the Holy Spirit, we'll go, ooh, yes, that was the Holy Spirit. Okay, uh, that didn't sound like the Holy Spirit. That might have been my own thoughts. That might have been my desires, whatever. <clears throat> so I was raised in that kind of church. And so 
I would always have these moments where I would go, okay, that was a really weird thought. So example, I was in a, I was going to beauty school in Philadelphia. I went to a Presbyterian church there. I kind of loved it because they had five different pastors. So if you didn't like the one pastor, you had like four weeks to not hear him before the, he came back around. So, and they also had a really great young adults program. <clears throat> and so I really appreciated that church. But they didn't really even talk about the Holy Spirit, and it was more like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Bible, not really like Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So it was really odd, because I remember exactly where I was sitting, in the back left of this church, and they were doing this thing called, well, it wasn't even called that then, it's called Orphan Sunday, where they talk about all these kids who were adopted and like um, the families and and like how God had brought their families together. And um, it was just this really cool thing that I had never experienced before. I didn't even really know anyone who had ever adopted. Um, so it was just, I was sitting back there and listening to these families tell their story. And all of a sudden, this thought came into my mind, you're going to do that someday. And I immediately stopped and was like, that was the weirdest thought I could have ever thought. Because if any of you don't know me, I have seven children, five through adoption, and I also have two grandkids. Whoop, whoop. Um, so anyways, family seems like it should have always been on my radar, but at that point in my life, I had planned to graduate from high school at 19. Not high, not high school, just kidding. Beauty school at 19, and I was immediately going to go to California, where I had every intention to become a makeup artist for movies and travel the world. That was my goal. Because I love to travel. I love to do hair and makeup. That was what I was good at. God gifted me at that. So I wanted to make a lot of money, be very single, and travel the world. So that was my plan. And then I sat in this little Presbyterian church outside of Philadelphia, and God started wrecking my life in a great way. <laughs> and so that was the first time I can ever actually remember hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now looking back, knowing that's what it was. At that time, I was like, that was weird. Um, I didn't actually know what it was at that point. Um, then as I got a little bit older, I started going to a church that talked about the Holy Spirit and so I would start to ease into it a little bit and like ask questions and try to learn what that meant. Who was this person in the Trinity? What did they do? Why do I need them? And so it was this constant research, trying to understand who this part of the Trinity was that nobody ever talked about while I was growing up. And so um, just this continual introduction of who the Holy Spirit is. And so um, another really cool opportunity was I was taught throughout my life that, again, you only need the Bible. So when I started going to this charismatic church, they shared with me that you could like be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that really wrecked me because I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was baptized when I was four. Like, I'm good. I did that baptism thing. And then they talked about the difference. It's like... I, I think the Holy Spirit just gave me this picture as I was sitting there a minute ago um, of you getting invited to a Christmas party and you get invited to come. And that is like 
when you first get saved. You're like, I am a sinner. I need Jesus. I need Jesus because Jesus paid the price for me. And so you're invited to the party and you're like, yeah, I'm in. But then like everybody sits down and they actually hand you a gift. And you're like, well, I didn't expect that. And so the gift of the Holy Spirit is like an extra. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is like the power and the authority. And if you don't believe me, check me. Um, I've actually done a little bit of research on this because I'm like, okay, that's what I was taught. What does the word actually say? So that's where I, I would constantly go back to, okay, this is what I was taught. What does the word actually say? And so I actually took time because a friend of mine had even asked me, she's like, wait a minute, but don't you get all of, all of God as soon as you're saved? And I was like, do you get all of your spouse as soon as you're married? Do you know all the things? No, you don't. So that might not be a great analogy. However, um, the thing is, is there's always more. There's always more. And the thing is about the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, is that it is the power that raised Christ from the dead. So I am going to just kind of give you a scenario, okay? Like everybody has been in a situation where they think to themselves, I wish I knew what to say or what to do in this moment. It is so, like, I feel stuck. I feel overwhelmed. This is such a big situation. Like, you're talking to your friends, and they're like, so this just happened, and I don't know what to do. What should I do? And you're like, oh, my gosh, I have no idea. And that is one of those moments where the Holy Spirit has the opportunity to be like, hey, I know what you should say. I know what they should do. And that sounds like, oh, you're just waiting for like, he's just waiting for like a Hail Mary toss. Like, hey, you know, I'm over here. That's not really what the job of the Holy Spirit is. The job of the Holy Spirit is the power to bring us into the spirit realm. And I know that sounds like a little kooky. Some people might think that's weird. But when Jesus was crucified, they talk about how the veil was torn Has anybody heard that before? There was a veil between the outer courts and the Holy of Holies where only the priest could go in during that time. Like, if you went in and you were not allowed, you died, like, on the spot. Like, it was no good. You could not be in the presence of God unless you were authorized because a holy God cannot be around sinful people. So there's purification, all of the things. That's a whole other thing. But when Jesus died on the cross, he, the veil was torn. And he was literally opening us up to be able to be in the presence of God and to know, like we talked about last week, the Father has now adopted us and we get to know the Father's business. That seems like, well, I don't know what's going on. That's what the Holy Spirit one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit, one of the things that he does is he actually brings us up. Oh, that was loud. When that veil was torn, we get to now enter the presence. What if you looking around at your schools or your neighborhoods and you're seeing brokenness and you're seeing people that are hurt and you go, what would God do? What is, what is he thinking? What is he up to? So this is the word for the night, perceive. Anybody want to spell it? Just kidding. Perceive, okay? 
Perceive is what we get to do as Christians now. <laughs> Candace, are you looking it up? <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to give you a definition. Okay, so perceive means to become aware of directly through any of the senses, especially sight and hearing. One of the things that I, I just think is so incredible is that Jesus was our example. He is our example. And Jesus said, um, truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. The son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed. That is John 5, 19 through 20. Jesus also said, I tell you the truth, whoever believes in me will do the works that I am doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Jesus specifically said, I am the example, you're going to do what I do. Has anybody ever prayed for somebody and they that were, was dead and they came to life. I would love to see a hand. Okay, I, my hand wasn't up either, okay? In Ephesians 2, 6, it says, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. We are not to live here. I know that sounds really strange. But when that veil was torn, we got like... We got this in-between space, and that sounds really weird, but Jesus brought heaven to earth, and in his prayer, the, the Lord's prayer, it says, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Oh, come on, sing along. Um, your kingdom come, your, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the really incredible thing about that, even just that little portion, is it says your kingdom has come. Jesus was bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. And now we get to do that too. We get to be that example. And so that is um, what the, really the power that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of us. That is the Holy Spirit. And so I want you to think about some situations in your life that you feel a little stuck in or there's a situation at your school, there's a situation in your friend group that you're like, I, I don't know what to do in this situation, I'm overwhelmed by it, I'm frustrated by it. One word from the Holy Spirit changes everything. There could be a situation in your family. I have a super uh, good friend who had some serious trauma from her childhood for years and years and years, she had dealt with the situation. And in one night, literally like we had talked for hours and it was like on the brink, on the brink of her feeling whole and healed and healthy. And she's like, I'm, I, I'm there. Like, I know it's gone. It's gone. And she went to take a shower, came out and she goes, it's done. And I said, what happened? She goes, he showed me a picture. He showed me a picture. One picture healed years of trauma. Years. Because we are not to just live on this world. 
not just to stay here. He has answers for whatever we are going through. One of the incredible things that I love to look over in scripture is what Jesus's followers did after he ascended. And I want you to just like, I'm going to read through a couple of them. And I want you to really, really think, is the God that I serve big enough to deal with the situations in my life? The God that could use, I mean, the God, the Holy Spirit, working through people, just people, you and me, everyday people could do this. Philip was teleported. I would love to join that crowd. It's a small crowd, but I would love to join that, especially when I want to go to Florida. Um, Don't believe me? Read it. It's in the word. Um, Philip cast out unclean spirits, so he cast out demons. Ananias had a vision of Saul coming to see him. If that had not happened, he probably would have run away. Thank God. Saul saw Jesus, and his sight was restored because Ananias saw a vision, set him up to now then be ready to pray over Saul, who saw Jesus and was blinded, went to Ananias' house, and Ananias was like, yep, I got you. I'm going to pray over you. Saul's sight was recovered. A woman named Dorcas, so sorry for her, um, her <laughs> she was dead and came back to life. Cornelius, he had a vision. Thank God for him. He was uh, a military man who was a godly man, but didn't actually know Jesus. And he had a vision sent for Peter, because in his vision, he was supposed to send for Peter. Peter also had a vision to say, go see this guy. Go with whoever comes to your door. Like, hello, God set that right up. That's awesome. Thank God that Cornelius and Peter were listening to the Holy Spirit. That's amazing. Cornelius didn't even have the Holy Spirit, like the what we have right now. He had a vision from the Holy Spirit. That's a whole other message. Okay. Um, Peter was released from, pris- from prison by angels. A lame man was cured by Paul. Fortune teller delivered of evil spirits. An earthquake released Paul and Silas from prison. A guy's name, I have no idea how to say it. He was restored to life. Dead, came back to life. Um, Paul unharmed by viper bites. Okay. Um, A man's father was healed, and John saw the entire book of Revelation in a vision. So all of those things, a lot of people are going, okay, well, that's great for then. What about now? That's great then. (laughs) If the Holy Spirit had not started chatting with me, in around year 2000, when half of you were born or whatever, I would not have the opportunity to have the family I have. That matters, that the Holy Spirit speaks and we listen. There have been so many times where the Holy Spirit has spoken to me and I've had an opportunity to hear him. There has been other times where I'm like, I need you to speak, and he's a little bit more quiet. All of those things are, are how he works. He's above us. We talked about that last week. He's so far beyond our understanding. But yet, we are now in this middle space where we are like heaven to earth, bringing it 
we are able to enter those heavenly realms where we can hear from the Holy Spirit and we can see him and we can hear him. The Bible says, taste and see that he is good. Well, that seems weird, but that is a sense. Wait a minute, what was that word? Nobody remembers. Perceive, there you go, there you go. What was the word? Perceive, okay? So in the Old Testament, a lot of times they would hear a word from the Lord and have to share it. And then the Holy Spirit would kind of either stay with them like he did with David or like Saul where he had the Holy Spirit and then it left him. But with us, we get to perceive what the Father is doing. That means like we get to actively listen. We get to actively understand what he is doing in every situation. Every situation, the grocery store can be an opportunity. If you walk into a room and you sense like, ooh, something feels weird. I don't like it. It feels off. I don't like it. What are you perceiving? That is an opportunity to go, something does not feel like heaven here. (laughs) I would love to make it right. That is what we get to perceive. When we are walking with somebody who is sick or hurting or broken, even emotional stuff, we get to perceive what the Father wants to do and be that Paul who healed people and like spoke life over people. We get to be that. It's not us. It's us understanding what the Father is doing just like Jesus did. And so one of the things I wanted to ask, and this might be super weird, but I don't want to leave you with just like, wow, okay, the Holy Spirit seems like super out there and different and I don't understand it. So um, if you're comfortable, if you have heard from the Holy Spirit in any way, shape, or form, would you raise your hand? Would you feel comfortable doing that? Okay. I see a few. Okay. Awesome. Um, And honestly, you may have, and you don't even know it. And that is also like a getting to know him thing. So don't be weirded out by that. So one of the things that I have had to learn over the years, and I've listened to a lot of amazing people who are smarter than me and done this a lot longer because really it's been like, I don't know, really probably 15 years of really learning um, the supernatural and even the demonic and the angelic and the Holy Spirit, all of that stuff, really been about like 15 years. So I'm not as versed as some people in it. Some people have really been doing this a long time. So I want to share with you some things because I know that maybe not in this moment, but as you're walking through life, you might go, I really know, I need to know how to connect with God. I need to hear him in this moment. Or I need to, like, I don't want it to just be, I'm going through my day, basic life. I want to know, is the father doing something in this moment that I don't know? Like I I was just sharing, we were at a fair the other day and it was like halfway through the fair and I was like, God, I am so sorry. I was so worried about like, where are my children at right now? And that guy's weird at the rattlesnake thing. And like all of these things, I was like, you probably wanted to do something and I'm so distracted that I didn't even notice. You know, like if you stop and like see people and you really take the time to be like, hey, God, like what do you want to do here? What do you want to do in this moment where I'm just out and about? And doesn't even have to be with anybody else. He might just want to talk to you. So um, over there, bye, Mike. Wave, Mike. Um, if you have a phone, I don't care. You can use that. I do have paper and pen. I would like all of you to get up and get a one piece of paper and a pen or pencil 
and find a spot away from people. I know we tried that last week-ish, but please actually do it um, because we're going to do one more thing and then we're going to break out into small groups, okay? You get to like move around a hot minute. Like I said, if you want to put notes in your phone, that's fine too. You don't have to put paper. I like to write it. I've got papers everywhere. Oh, love. Okay. Um, I'm so sorry. <clears throat> oh, you can talk to text. La, 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 la. There you go. <laughs> All right. If you have got your things, I would like you to sit. Um, so if this is different, just, you know, just write me a like annoying email later or like a text and be like, yo, that was super weird. Um, but I want you to get an opportunity to like meet maybe for the first time, the Holy spirit, because it really can transform your life. And like I said, that dear friend, that one moment changed her whole, whole backstory in one moment, one picture, one word, it might sound really weird. Sometimes you can hear something from the Holy Spirit and you're like, that does not make any sense. And he might tell me, hey, go up to Kayla and say, hey, so this is going to be super weird, but like, um, have you ever, ever gone like apple picking before? And you, and the person looks at you like, oh my word, how did you know my life? And they start sobbing. You're like, oh my gosh, I just said like, hey, did you ever go apple picking? But that's how intimate the Holy Spirit is because he can say one thing to you and it changes everything, everything. So one of the first things I want you, this is just, these are just tools, okay? So I'm not asking you to necessarily do anything with this at this moment. But one of the first things that I do that starts to connect me with the Holy Spirit and to be able to hear him is to focus on him. That sounds super easy, Mandy. Wow, basic stuff. But no, really, this is what I do. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read to you a list. And if anything jumps out to you, I want you to write it down, okay? Provider. Helper friend, shepherd, savior, father, mentor, creator, truth, peace, refiner. So in what I just said, hold some of the attributes of God. Some would even say like the names of God. Um, sometimes when I am, my brain is like going a thousand miles an hour and I'm like, oh, I can't even focus. I will literally go, okay, you are Jehovah Jireh. You are my provider. And I think about how he has provided for me. In that time when I ran out of money and we were at the end of the month and there was nothing left, you were there how you provided free car after free car when we were, how you provided for a way when there's no way in different situations over and over again. You are a provider. So I, I focus on that. 
that is such a great way to start focusing on him and being like, wow, you've really been there for me. To say, you are my provider. Helper. How has he helped you? How has, how has he come alongside of you in different situations? How has he been a friend when you have felt like nobody else knows you in this whole world, but he does? That is what you just tell him about himself. Thank you for being there. Thank you for showing up when nobody else did. I really, I'm so thankful that I have you. Shepherd, thank you for corralling me when I'm an idiot. Those, that's what a shepherd does. Sheep are dumb. I, I mean, I, God, you made all creation wonderful and beautiful and you said it was good. Sheep are not smart, but he is our shepherd and we're really not smart sometimes. So thank you for corralling me when I made that dumb mistake and bringing me back in and showing up for me. Savior, thank you for saving me from my sin. Father, you've been there. You come alongside of me. Mentor, like that older brother that's like, hey, you're smarter than me. Let me tell you, show you the ropes. Creator, I connect with God through nature. That is not Dave's thing. It is my thing. I love nature. Love it. Love it. Truth. How has he been truth to you? Peace. One of those moments where you felt him, his presence. You can literally feel God. Sometimes it feels like fire. People are like, oh, it's so hot in here. What is happening? Why are you praying for me and I'm on fire? Sometimes you're like, oh, I feel like I'm going to fall over. This is so cool. Um, There's a woman named Beth Moore. She's a female pastor. And she says, there's no high like the most high. (laughs) I just think that's funny. Um, But if you've ever felt the Holy Spirit like that, you know, there's no high like the most high. I promise you. I do know that. Okay, there's no high like the most high. So that is a real thing. He is that peaceful. So if anything has stood out to you, I want you to write it down. And just even as you are, are going out today, just be like, hey, how can I focus on who he is in my life? That's a good thing if you're like, I don't get all those. Find your own, okay? Um, now, this is going to be maybe um, even out, even more outside of your comfort zone, but just go with it because these are tools that have really been super important to me, but also from counselors I've gone to, um, amazing Christian people in my life, they have shared these tools with me that I don't use every day, but I use them regularly. First off, ev- huh? Did you say something? No, okay. First off, I want everybody to take a huge deep breath in slowly and breathe out. I know that that was super weird and felt like very new agey, okay? We're not doing yoga. In Hebrew, the word for spirit actually can be translated as breath. And so it's super important, like as you are even breathing, to just give him glory, to be like, oh, thank you. I have breath. Little things like that. To start your time with him, breathe, and even acknowledge that he is your breath. Um, the first thing I said was breathe. Number two, it's kind of a step, not necessarily these things I think you should do every time that you are trying to have quality time with Holy Spirit. Number one, breathe. Number one, breathe. Number two, you take time and you say, Holy Spirit, I am here. 
are there any lies that I am believing right now? It is really, really hard to hear him when you are all light up, when you are just a mess of, oh, I'm nothing. Oh my gosh, my family sucks. I'm never gonna be, amount to anything. They're more beautiful than I am. They're more handsome than I am. They're more talented than I am. Oh, I'm just nothing. If there's lies that you're believing, that is your moment to say, thank you for revealing. And it could take a minute. Man, when I first started this, I was like, are we ever going to get past this? Like, it was way too long. I'm like, oh, okay, sorry about that one. Okay, sorry about that one. And you, the number two thing, along with that, to be, I guess, 2A, 2B, I don't know, whatever. Okay, with the asking the Holy Spirit, are there lies I'm believing? You must replace it with truth. Must. Absolutely 100%. And if it's hard to do that, just say the opposite. That's it. If you're like, oh, I'm nothing. Actually, you're everything to Jesus. He died for you. Like any of those things. If you can't think of what the truth might be, just say the opposite. Or ask somebody, like, hey, what would be the opposite of this? Google it, probably. You could probably do that. Okay, so those are the two things I would say you must do at all times when you really want to spend intimate time with the Holy Spirit. Um, again, back to what I just told you earlier, worship him for who he is. That's a really great way after you got lies all taken care of and you're just really like in, there ready to just receive whatever he's got for you, tell him about himself. That's a great way to next step, okay? Um, distractions are always going to pop up. That is how the American culture works. So my lovely counselor that I went to for a very long, well, not a long time, but she was incredible. She would say, Mandy, it's okay. Just simply start again. And I would go, really? Yes, Mandy. Just start again. Take a breath. Start again. I'm not saying like go through all of the steps all over again, but like if you find yourself going, oh my gosh, um, shoot, uh, was I supposed to go to practice tonight? Um, wait a minute, am I on the worship team next week? Um, when does school start? Like any of those things. Just go, I'm giving you this time. I'm going to start again. Okay? Like we get distracted. It's okay. That's not a moment for you to cut yourself down. That's not, oh, I can't even do this right. No, that's not your moment. Not your moment. Okay? Um, this is a, one thing I've taught my kids that I learned through counseling, which has been super incredible for me. Um, I think in the Old Testament, they called them seers, where they would just like see visions and stuff. I, I see pictures. Um, so this, is, this tool has been super, super helpful for me. It might not be helpful for you, but it's just another tool. Okay. If you like, if you are artsy or you um, see God that way, this might be super helpful for you. So it's called the safe space exercise. <laughs> and it sounds really weird. Um, but my wonderful godly counselor, who is amazing, taught me this. And it has been incredibly, incredibly helpful to me as a tool to use on a regular basis. When I first started using this, it was like almost every single day. I was like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to do this. Um, and so it's called safe space. And so what you do is you literally find a quiet spot. I recommend closing your eyes. And the breathing, you need to do the breathing. Remember who is giving you life. Then you ask Holy Spirit, you say, I give you and only you creative 
control of my imagination. He is, he is the creator. Like God is the creator. And my mind is only to be submitted to him. And so it's not weird. Like you're not saying, oh, I'm just opening my mind up. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We are saying you have permission to use my creative imagination to create for me a place I feel safe. Because especially for me, when I first started doing this, I did not feel safe in a lot of environments that I was in. And so I had to ask him to help me feel safe again. And I know that that might sound weird because you're like, oh, you got it together, right? No, I did not. I still don't have it together. I'm learning just like you. And I want more of him. And so that's what I'm, this is an opportunity to do. So you say, create for me a place that I feel safe. And in that moment, you just ask him questions like, why am I on a porch in the middle of the jungle? Okay, literally that was one of my, I'll just share with you. I was on the porch in the middle of the jungle. It was super cool. And I was just chilling, drinking my coffee, because that's what I do. Um, and all of a sudden, I was like, okay, why am I in the jungle? And he was like, oh, do you hear anything? And I was like, oh, I hear, I hear sounds. Like, that's cool. All these, like, chirping and things. And then all of a sudden, this, like, monkey came up on the porch with me. And I was like, well, that's super weird, but kind of cool. And the thing that you do during this exercise is you have this space where you just feel relaxed and safe. And then you just ask him questions about what's around you. That's it. And then as you feel safe and you're in this peaceful place, you say, where are you, Jesus, in this moment? And the funny thing was, is he said he was the monkey. (laughs) And I was like, well, that's super weird, but okay. And so he ends up going, okay, well, come on, come with me. And of course the monkey's not talking to me. Like I'm hearing it in my head because like we've created this space. So he's, he like, we go through this, this jungle and we're like swinging. Like I was swinging through the trees and we get to this spot on the top. And he was like, this is what I have for you. Like, how cool is that? That like in this moment where I could just be quiet with him and be silly a little bit, where he could have this opportunity to have my creative imagination. There's nothing ungodly about it. He created nature. He was showing up. He speaks through so many things. I mean, I'm going to be honest. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is that the donkey talked to his owner. So if God wants to make a monkey talk to me, he could. So that was really cool. Like, and that wasn't one of those like, whoa, mind blown that I had this moment swinging through the jungle, but it was this moment that I could be quiet with him and hear him and he could speak to me. And there's been many others that were much more profound and much more intense that were literally prophetic about things in my life. So you could come and it could be something basic, but he showed up and so did you. And that's really cool. So that is something called safe space. And I always highly recommend that you write them down because they're just really cool to look back over and they might not mean anything now, but they might in the future too. So space, safe space is awesome for me. Nature is healing. That's why God, I believe that's why God, um, when he was talking to David, he led him by cool waters. He could have gone anywhere in his beautiful palace that David lived in, but God took him out by a stream and showed him nature. Um, not for everybody. Got it. All right. Last one. Uh, Also, if you are raised in the church, this one, this might seem normal or weird or both. Um, 
Speaking in tongues. Just going to throw that out as the last one. That will absolutely, a thousand percent, bring you into the presence of God. And if you haven't learned it yet, if you're still weirded out by it, it's okay. It was super weird for me for a very, very, very long time. Um, But that is something that invites the presence of the Holy Spirit because you are having a private conversation that you don't even know about, but your spirit is talking to his spirit. Super cool. And Satan doesn't know it. So that is what I have for you guys because I believe that the reason that the power of the Holy Spirit lives here in us is that this world should not be the same when we walk into a room. We carry the fragrance of heaven, and so when we step into a space, it should be different. Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.